Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of the Arts. My name is Marie LeClaire, and I'm the East Coast agent at Epstein Fox Performances and your host for today. Today, I'm excited to bring you a conversation with famed singer and one of the newest artists on the EFP roster, Magos Herrera. We discuss Magos joining the roster, her journey as a Mexican artist starting over in the U.S., some of her various projects, and of course, her beautiful new album. You will also hear clips of the songs Gracias a la Vida and Aire from her album, also called Aire. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna jump on in. Thank you so much, Magos, for joining us today. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Marie. Lovely talking to you, and and um, yes, lovely to 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 have this conversation on music with you. Yeah, and um, so for those of you who don't know, Magos is our newest art, uh, artist on the roster for Epstein Fox performances. And we could not be more excited because um, we've had the wonderful opportunity to hear Magos's music and it's just, you know, on another level. And, and uh, started off by asking uh, if maybe you can um, explain a little bit of your background like where you're, where you're from and kind of how you got into music and, and performing and all of that. Sure. Well, I guess, um, well, I have to say that I'm super excited also to be part of this, of, of, of this agency. I'm very excited. And, um, and I guess I would say, I mean, I, I think music, it's something that came to me more than I, you know, like it was kind of like a call because I don't, I mean, I, I grew up in a musical family in the sense that my parents always, you know, promoted uh, the appreciation of arts in all, all its forms. Um, but th there is not, you know, the, no reference to be a musician, to make a living as a musician. So um, I guess, uh, you know, I, 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 I studied dance for many years. And, and then when I decided to become, you know, to study professionally music, uh, it wasn't something like really obvious and um, so I guess and then I decided you know I grew up in Mexico and um, and then I just came to study in the States and then I continued some studies in Mexico so my, my life pre-New York uh, has been a back and forth between Europe Mexico and the United States and um, and then when I started studying music with Kevin Leto, I remember she was my first uh, teacher, a jazz vocalist um, back in Los Angeles. She used to sing with Sergio Mendes band. Oh, really? And that was super amazing. And, and, you know, to see her doing her thing, um, it was really a revelation for me because, I mean, of course, I, 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 um, I have seen previous concert, live concerts in Europe, like jazz concerts. And, you know, I used to hear some jazz singers, but it was when, when I started to work with her, when I actually understood um, which path I wanted to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then everything moved from there. Then I, I, I went back to Mexico. I lived there for, for a couple of years. I did a beautiful career there. Um, I had a, a TV show and released many albums. Um, but then there was always this need to continue growing uh, musically and artistically and um, to put myself in uncomfortable, um, you know, situations to grow and, and to see uh, where I could find a 
you know, like a, 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 an artistic identity. So my husband and I moved to New York 16 years ago or 15 years ago. Um, and definitely it was a, a breakthrough. It, it's like before and after in terms of, of, of artistic voice and my pursuits as an artist and everything. And what do you think is like the biggest challenge for someone who's coming from another country as a performer and trying to, you know, kind of, you know, make yourself, you know, you had this, you already had this successful career and then you, did it feel like you were like completely starting over? Like what was the biggest challenge for like coming to a new place and trying to find a way to build what you had, what you were coming from already? Does that make sense? Totally, totally. I guess, <laughs> I guess the biggest challenge was um, to put my ego on the side because I did have uh, um, already, as you said, a very established career in Mexico. And, um, and I had released very successful albums and I had a TV show. And, you know, uh, so when I arrived in New York, it was like starting from scratch and really like, you know, pay my dues and, 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 you know, get in line uh -huh. <laughs> to, you know, in the clubs and um, getting to know the scene, getting to know the musicians that I love and, um, and, you know, make music with them and, um, and recording and understand, I guess. So the, 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 the biggest challenge was to, to, to put my ego on the side and really be humble and open to grow uh, mm -hmm. and do whatever it took to do so. Um, but after that, I guess also to understand um, how things operate in New York, because I think New York, it's something else, like nowhere else, um, you know, like, like work culture and how work dynamics um, were so different for me. So I, 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 it took me kind of like a long period of assimilation as an immigrant, you know, to understand uh, not only nuances of the language, although I have lived in the United States before that in Los Angeles and um, I've been back and forth, but to live in New York, it really takes a different part of your brain to understand the nuances of how it operates, you know, in every sense. So it took me a couple of years of uh, assimilation and also, but that was very important because I think that um, retreat uh, of trying to observe and understand and um, and also I didn't, you know, I wasn't 20 years old anymore. So I knew that, that I needed to be very precise and very efficient in my efforts to, to achieve whatever goals I had. So I, I retreat, I observed, I practice, <laughs> you know, um, and then uh, it was very, very interesting because I guess all this process um, made me be really uh, honest about what I wanted to, to do musically and what, where my voice belonged mm -hmm. and what, what does it mean to, you know, to explore my identity as, as, as an artist and, my, and the relationship of my identity to others. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it, it's been a, a beautiful journey, but definitely the, the biggest challenge, and obviously, you know, everyone's challenge in New York is you know, the incredible competitive scene right. and, um, you know, the, the constant, uh, but that's also an advantage because it's, you know, it's a constant inspiration and 
uh, stimulation to keep growing. Yeah. Well, and how have you felt your music has evolved from that period of time to like the kind of stuff that you're doing now? I guess, um, I mean, I always have had a, a big influence from uh, Brazilian music, like MPB. Um, and I, and my education as a, it's been as a jazz singer. So I, I have always crossed these two paths somehow. But I guess um, before New York, the albums that I released in Mexico, they were very um, Latin American oriented in the sense that from the arrangements and the narratives of my songwriting, and mm -hmm. they were very from that time and that place, you know, um, the stories about it. So, you know, very local. I guess when I moved to New York, um, I've been, uh, I think my, my language as everyone's languages in New York became a little bit more universal, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, for all the influences that you get, but also because um, naturally I, uh, I have performed throughout these years and I have recorded albums that uh, somehow have have uh, guided me into what I was really looking for, you know, about you know my artistic voice. So I, I started recording like very hard, you know, like with you know with Lionel Luek. I'm sorry. I started recording with uh, you know like my first album. I recorded it with Lionel Luek, Aaron Goldberg, um, Alex Couts, uh uh Ricky Rodriguez and in, in my second album recorded in New York with John Patitucci, Tim Hagens, uh Luis Perdomo. So I, always like this um like uh jazz cats that really uh -huh. uh, embraced the sound in a very New York sound. Yeah. Um but it was truly when I uh recorded the album with uh Javier Limon like duo uh, he he's more a producer than a musician, an instrumentalist, um, but he's incredible. And we toured for four years with this this duo thing. Um, and I was, you know, I, I used to play with all these incredible, like heavy muscle jazz cats. And all of a sudden, it's two. It's a voice, it's a guitar, and uh, and story. Mm. Yeah. So I guess to me that's a, a big big breakthrough because. Um, I understand myself as after so many years of being a singer for the first time I understood and I saw myself as a singer mm -hmm. not only as a jazz musician but you know like oh my god I, I you know like I, there is so much space and this you know I, I could see like very detailed the nuances of my voice and how it navigates in certain frequencies and mm -hmm. so the natural consequence of that was my curiosity to record with a string quartet mm -hmm. uh, and to hear the nuances of my phrasing and the voice and the sound into this kind of, of timber because mm -hmm. my voice somehow it's woody mm. uh, and that was another big breakthrough because um, I understood other other things of my um, uh, of the way I, I, I frame my music so and the natural consequence of that was now you know let's explore this now with a larger, larger ensemble and uh, so my my recent uh, album release is, you know, with a trio. With now, what is going to happen with my jazz trio and a chamber mm -hmm. uh, orchestra? I put these two worlds together, 
uh, and myself navigating, putting some elements of my jazz background, uh, but also storytelling, but also chamber sound um, into one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's where I'm na- now. <laughs> One thing that, and it's funny, we've been talking about, and we were curious about your, um, about your singing and your voice is you have a very, um, a very unique, like, um, way of singing that where it's like, really like a lower register and everything. And we were curious if that is like, is that like a, something that you've kind of developed? Or is that how you're naturally how you naturally sing, like how it comes to you? I think it was developed and discovered and revealed too. Um, I would say it was revealed, but also there is a, 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 an actual development in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked like low register voices and, and woody timbers. And, uh, but naturally when I started singing, my voice was very high. I was a soprano dramatico, so it, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I always always had this woody husky thing Uh Um, so I throughout many years I you know I studied opera and and with my teachers and also with jazz singers but I always um, I understood that I, I didn't have I mean I understood through yoga and body work and that really I mean uh, vocal production, it's, it has to do with your breath, uh, mainly, and how you place your breath and, and, you know, and the placement of the sound. So I did a very intense, deep, uh, work, personal work in trying to understand how to place the sound in my, in, in my body, uh, technically, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, as time goes by, your, your voice change and drops and, uh, so there, there have been many things, but it, it's been a search really to find the sound that I, I really wanted. Um, and also just nature and time. But, um, and that's regarding the sound that like biologically or physically what happens, but, right. but, but in terms of phrasing and how, how I navigate and I guess that's something that has been the, just the result of so many years singing in so many different uh, contexts and with different um, musicians that have helped me to to approach my voice in in, cer- in a certain way um, not only as a jazz instrument but also as a storyteller but also you know try to transmit and to share the emotional um, the emotional content that reflects my background some, somehow as well um my personal my my native background but also my emotional background mm-hmm. okay yeah no that wow okay um i was also struck um like it when when i when i've seen you perform live and it's funny it's sort of clicking a little bit now that you're saying like that you even were a dancer and everything like as i've noticed when you're singing even like i've wondered if like you know if if maybe you had some of that in your background, because the way that I've noticed that your move and, and even like the, the clothing I've seen you wear, there was like these flow, like flowing. I'm wondering if that, if that's what you're kind of, is that like a well that you're dipping back into when you're performing, you're thinking back to like, as someone who's, you know, a dancer. And 
I mean, I, probably, I don't do it consciously, but probably it reflects. Um, and I really understand, you know, the, the, the vocal experience uh, mm -hmm. as a performer, performer as, a, as a whole thing, like, as, uh, like all my body sings uh, when I perform and everything. Um, yeah, like, like I need to, like, I guess my body is a reflection of, of that constant uh, idea of breathing and how you breathe and when you, where you place your breath and mm -hmm. how, where do you find the core of the motion and um, it has a lot of, definitely a lot of, of, of body work and, and emotional uh, deep work. So I don't, I don't think about it consciously, but I, I'm sure, you know, I danced for so many years and, and um, that I, I feel of, I feel of the, of my artistic persona as, as a, as a manifestation of so many ingredients, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like dancing, body work, yoga, meditation, singing, of course, all my music experience. And, but also, um, you know, uh, I study fashion design, so I want to make sure that that also reflects, um, the seed of what I'm trying to say, like every detail, uh, I like details. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I think that's pretty obvious. I think that comes across, um, really well in how you perform and, and your music itself. Um, um, uh, I was also curious. So I recently had the pleasure of seeing you perform, uh, at the UN, which was really cool. Um, and it's just, it, it just reminded me how many like different projects and things that you've been involved with and just the things that I've sort of discovered on my own, like looking into your history and everything. Do you think having all these different various projects that you've worked on that, I mean, I guess it seems like the timing has even sort of overlapped on each other. Like, do you think like, how important do you think it is to like the overall kind of evolution of your own music that, you know, like, and, and, is it like trying all these different things? Like what kind of makes, inspires you to, to do that? That's a great question. I think, um, it's not kind of like a, like a preconceived strategy that, okay, I'm going to do this now and then this to, to pursue my musical growth or, um, I guess, I mean, I really, I truly believe in, in, in the intelligence and the, um, the intelligence of life. Uh, to carry us to wherever we need to go. And if you're really super tuned into that intelligence, um, whatever comes across, there is a reason for it. Um, so th that being said, um, I embark in projects that I, I know that I'm gonna, yeah, that I, are gonna shine somehow, uh, that are gonna shine uh, emotionally or, you know, that, that, that I can resonate with them. And, um, so, I mean, mainly my, my priority always is to create my next album as a leader and, you know, uh, whatever, uh, whatever that is, uh, I'll just jump into it and, and, and I'll do it. Um, but I'm also very, you know, I try to be honest with, with my musical pursuits beyond uh, definitions and beyond uh, defini definitions of all, all sorts, right? So like, um, like I, I, I would never conceive a new album considering, okay, I'm here in my career and uh, now I need to do this. And, you know, like I just really follow my intuition in what my, my, my musical intuition wants to travel and also where um, 
and obviously using experience you know like i know where my voice works fine and what's the kind of stories that i want to tell and what's the kind of narratives that i want to share um and so i i just jump into whatever uh, whatever adventure it's gonna it's gonna grow you know it's gonna grow within me and with others and um and the the collaborations that i do let's say the collaboration with brooklyn writer um i knew i i so, I mean, I would never, I never, I mean, coming, you know, growing as a jazz singer, I would have never thought about, you know, recording with a string quartet period, no other, you know, like, with no jazzy elements uh, whatsoever, except from the arrangements. Yeah, I just trust my intuition and, 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 and I'm, I try, try to be fearless when I take a decision in terms of what I'm going to embark, uh, you know, or with Paola Prestini, which, which is what you, this adventure that I, um, that I uh, navigated with, which is the concert that you're talking about at uh, UN uh, headquarters. You know, Paola come from a, comes from a complete, completely different genre. She plays, she's a, an incredible new music composer, trained as a classical composer. And, um, but we've been, you know, the, the National Sadist, uh, this venue that she co-founded, um, it's been kind of like it has been ground has been kind of like a home for me for me in new york like uh, gave me a lot of grounding mm -hmm. um and paola's vision and dna about you know like inclusion and i really resonate with that so be, be, beyond being good friends mm -hmm. so this adventure that we did together was in the pandemic and it really uh, we created this and i respond not okay let's do our next album it was more like an emotional uh, survival resilience adventure that we needed to do you know like we we need to transcend this moment and we need to to navigate this moment with grace and with uh with love and how we do it through music this is what we know this is what we know <laughs> so um that was like a very 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 organic um conversation and then the album is very organic too you know we you know it's very different what she writes and what i write and than the arrangements that I choose and um, but it somehow it works it works very organically and um, so yeah and, and yeah and I, I just but as, as I'm get growing older I getting older I I'm trying to be a little bit more I'm creating more space in between projects oh so I wonder if we can dig in um, a little bit more to your new album that's coming out um and sort of how how that project in particular came about and sort of how you would maybe describe it to somebody like um who who knows not absolutely nothing about the project and the music well i'm very excited about this new project because as i said is the um it's like the natural uh, continuation of my previous work um it came about so during the pandemic during during isolation i received a, an, a, a grant from chamber music americas to write new music and um so i i just started writing music from my experiences during the pandemic during isolation and i guess the one of the most incredible things during isolation for for myself after you know uh reflecting on survival and existential questions like all of us 
uh, one of the most beautiful experiences was that I really, you know, understood, you know, through touching our, our vulnerabil vulnerability, um, I understood the, the greatness of the little things, the nuances and the, and the greatness of, of, of the things that makes us hum humans, you know, mm -hmm. the connection, human connection, uh, closeness, um, the simple things, you know, uh, uh, and these simple things are most of the times invisible. So my, during isolation, I spent a lot of time with my nephews, like four and six years old, uh, which I don't have uh, children. So that was a new experience for me. Uh, we spent a lot of time with them. So, you know, just to have this relationship with, with these two kids in, in, you know, during isolation, um, I had a lot of, you know, like beautiful experience of, you know, just pure love or innocence or discovery or, um, you know, all everything that, you know, to see how uh, they connect to life and to see myself reflected in these, in these uh, qualities um, about relating to life with that purity and with that uh, surprise, uh, surprising attitude about everything that happens into life. So, um, so I write a lot of pieces inspired into these moments during isolation, but also I, uh, I selected some jewels from the great Latin American songbook mm -hmm. that have to do, or that resonate with this narrative. So I included, for instance, Gracias a la Vida from the great Violeta Parra from Chile. And Gracias a la Vida means thanks to life. So again, the same narrative about what makes us human and deep gratitude about the simple things. Gracias a la vida Sina y el Mar, which is uh, a, a song uh, from also from, from Chile, um, honoring the great poet Alfonsina Storni. And, you know, it's, it's a story uh, of her fading into the waters. Mm. She disappeared into the waters. Um, so it's also a story about impermanence, which is something that we really felt during the pandemic, like impermanence, impermanence. And, and the power of, of sinking into impermanence because that, you know, sink, sink you and into the present moment. And so it, it's, it's a beautiful, um, there are beautiful narratives and very, very uh, human, you know, like touching our humanity. And uh, some, some, and the idea was to, you know, it's from, since I started to collaborate with Brooklyn Rider, um, during, actually during the pandemic, uh, one of the of the violin first uh, from Brooklyn writer Colin Jacobson and his brother, they founded this incredible orchestra 
uh, from New York, The Nights, and they invited me to sing in their Christmas album two years ago. And it was a beautiful experience. We Everybody recorded from isolation. And then I was like, you know, the, the perfect continuation from my experience with Brooklyn Rider um, is to continue this exploration in the Chambery mm-hmm. thing. Um, but the narrative was so grand, you know, like our humanity, that I really wanted to explore it with an orchestra. So I invited the Knights um, to record with us, but I really wanted to see, you know, I, I invited also my trio to to find that conversation between a jazz trio, the chamber orchestra, and some guests. So we have Ingrid Jensen um, on trumpet in a couple of pieces. I invited the incredible, and I'm so lucky to have him, um, Dori Caimi from uh, Brazil, this incredible uh, singer songwriter that actually, you know, carries a legacy of his father, Dorival Caimi. Um, and the arrangements, which are incredible, uh, are again with some all-time collaborators that also work with me uh, with Dreamers Project, uh, with Brooklyn Rider, are uh, Jack Marilimbao from Brazil. We know him from his works uh, with Caetano Veloso, um, Richie Sakamoto. He's an incredible, like he really carries the legacy of, of you know, the MPV, Antonio Carlos Jobim, like all this tradition of, mu- of Brazilian contemporary music. And uh, Diego Esquisi from Argentina, uh, he's incredible, he's amazing. And um, and Gonzalo Grau, which also, that I think you, you know very well, Gonzalo, he's an incredible musician, incredible arrangement, arranger, multi-instrumentalist. And he also co-produced during the recording um, the, the, the album with me. So, it's a beautiful lineup. It's it's a it's I'm excited. Tardos y poemas que naufragan en mi voz que se pierden las venas. Y un canto despierta en la memoria. Soñamos por entre las piernas. And you're going to be able to perform this music, which is really exciting. And I'm very much looking forward to. Um, but it's also important to, well, and you're going to be able to perform it with the Knights, which is incredible. Um, yes. But um, but it's important to mention that you will also be eventually touring this music with different, with the, and you, there's the possibility of touring it with different configurations of bands. It doesn't have to be you don't you're you're not necessarily going to have a chamber orchestra everywhere you go exactly um but it also gives the opportunity for someone to hear this beautiful material in a more intimate 
setting, you know, and feel really close to it. You know, like I got to a chance to hear you perform it with an octet, which is, you know, the, the string quartet. Um, and, uh, you know, and that was a more intimate setting, which was really lovely. And you really feel very close to it in that kind of a setting. At least I think so. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, um, yeah, so I guess the idea, as you well said, is is um, because the way it was uh, written and, you know, the, how the, the project grew, um, I started to write for, for just for the quartet and then for the octet and then it grew up to the orchestra. So we have arrangements for, for these different mm -hmm. settings, just with my quartet, octet, which means the trio and uh, and a string quartet and myself, mm -hmm. or we can be, you know, guests, uh, res you know, uh, with orchestras. Um, I travel with my trio and we um, rehearse and, 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 and share the music with, you know, with orche orchestras around the world. And, and actually it's great because it, it's, it creates also different ways to communicate, uh, um, our, you know, through the through through the music in different settings, which is also very exciting. Um, so yes, that's that's yeah. a, that's the fun part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really nice. I'm 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 excited to be able to hear these pieces in different configurations. I always feel like, as a music nerd, who's not even a musician, but I'm still a music nerd. <laughs> I love I love to be able to to hear that and like sort of be able to to compare like the experiences of hearing something with you know full orchestra and then hearing something more intimate. So I'm really looking forward to being able to check out different versions. Uh, same here, you know, I actually am very excited about the album release on July 21st um, at Bryan Park. And the name of the album is? Aire, Aire, <laughs> which means, Aire means air. And, they, and the idea behind it, I mean, the first single is, is called Aire. Um, but it, it also, I mean, it, it comes from the idea of remember when we were talking about the breath, the breath, and you know the, you know how you, you know the relationship with with the breath as a singer, and um, which is air. But also during the pandemic, you know, we were so afraid of others, people's, mm -hmm. you know, because that what that meant, you know, COVID nineteen, and yeah. Um, so it's, it's really like an idea of just go with the flow transformation, but also healing. So actually one of the pieces that I recorded is a piece that I wrote for, um, for, for this incredible shaman, Mexican shaman, uh, Maria Sabina, that she lived back in the seventies, I guess. And she used to, she's well known because she healed with herbs and uh, peyote and also with her voice. So actually that's a very, very powerful piece and um so the power of, of the breath you know the power of the voice to sing you know to heal through it mm -hmm. so it's it's almost like an invocation you know to come together and the power of healing each other through you know coming together and through music and through the voice and with, uh, together everyone mm -hmm. like a celebration of, of of music so um so it's very exciting but yeah so what we were saying is it's very exciting to exciting to to share aire Mm -hmm. um on july 21st at the Bryan park uh in new york and um it's going to be streamed so that's great and that's great. and then we're going to tour with all these different lineups that's exciting yeah that's really exciting 
Well, I'm really, I'm really thrilled about the new album and, and seeing everything that you have coming your way. Um, Cause I know it's just going to keep getting bigger and better. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you. And I hope you all enjoy the music. I'm yeah, I'm sure if they like it half as much as I do, everyone oh. is going to love it. Muchas gracias. Really, Thank you so really much. beautiful. Thank you.